from the studios of WNCU 90.7 FM, welcome to Mastering Your Money, where your personal and business finances meet your independence plan. I'm your host, Ed Fulbright, CPA, PFS. Kids start learning the moment they are born. Initially, this learning is imitation-based, like following your parents' lead to smile, track objects, and say their first words. Whether you know it or not, they're learning and they're picking up your habits. Start early by setting good examples for them to follow later. The habit they'll pick up include developing a budget at the grocery store, paying bills on time, resist your impulse buys, When you discuss your decision-makings with your toddlers, they'll learn how to make better decisions on what to buy or not to buy. And those are the most important things. Joining us for our discussion on kids and money is Mike Summy, who is an entrepreneur in the truest sense and from the humble upbringing in the poverty-stricken coal fields of southern West Virginia, he struck out to make his fortune at the tender age of 15. With little education and no money, he stumbled his way through several menial jobs, ranging from carpenter work to factory jobs and even door-to-door encyclopedia sales. In 1967, at the age of 21, after being laid off from his factory job and given a $300 in severance pay, He paused to contemplate his future. After considerable thought, he wrote down a simple sentence that he carried in his wallet for 30 years. The sentence read, I will become a millionaire by age 30 and retire by age 50. What followed is like a fairy tale and speaks volumes about the power of having goals. His latest book is Financial Security Bible. Welcome to Mastering Your Money, Mike Summy, or welcome back. Excuse me, Mike. Well, thank you, Ed. It's well, always a pleasure to be with you. Well, good. I am glad you could take the time. Now, your book is entitled Financial Security Bible, How to Build Wealth and Be Happy. And I think that last part is very, very important. So what should parents be teaching their children about money? You know, Ed, one of the sad parts of our whole society today is our educational system has has just quit teaching uh, financial literacy. And as a result of that, we're on about our third generation of parents who did not get this information. And to say, what should parents be teaching their children? I find that the vast majority of people have a hard, hard time talking about money with children. Okay. Simply because they're not sure about how to handle it themselves. Okay. And and that makes a lot of sense, that people may be afraid that they're going to maybe expose their weaknesses um, and they they be embarrassed and yeah that uh that's that's what i have i have found that in in trying to talk with parents about this that you know people that are very outgoing and all suddenly you want to talk about money and planning and they just kind of shut down yeah 
<laughs> yeah. And, you probably see that, too, in your Yeah, opinion. well, I, I see that. I also see people, um, they've made mistakes in their life. Right. You know, like when they first started work, they spent tons of money on clothes and things of that nature, and now they are saddled with that credit card debt. And, you know, sometimes maybe you need to have a frank conversation. I mean, you can't do that when they're a toddler because toddlers aren't going to understand what a credit card is. But, you know, as they become teenagers, they can understand those and then focus people on the right things, the things that they would be able to control and how they can make a difference in their life. Because really, if you get a few uh, things of knowledge, you will start to make better decisions. And really, the whole thing's about decision process. Would you agree? I, I would agree. And I think if, if there was one thing parents could understand themselves and could teach their children about, you mentioned credit cards. Yes. Is when you put something on a credit card that you can't pay off at the end of the month, you lower your standard of living next month and every other month till it's paid off because it's going to take some of tomorrow's earnings to pay for what you did today. I got you. And it, what you did today may be forgotten or could be lost, and you get four or five years into this thing and says, what in the heck am I doing? Well, it creeps up. It creeps yes. up a little bit at a time. You know, one one dinner out here, one new outfit there, one quick trip somewhere uh, that all goes on the credit card. It just gradually creeps up, creeps up, creeps up, until one day you wake up and you say, holy crap, how am I going to pay the bill on this thing? Right, right, right. And that can be pretty huge. You know, you wake up one day, you... You've had good jobs, you've made six-figure incomes, but then you all of a sudden find out you got six figures in credit card debt. That's right. that's not cool. But anyway, we we talk about this if you can control it early on, it doesn't get to six figures, you keep it at least maybe you get it to zero. Hopefully that's what people I know people kind of get turned off when I tell them to pay off the credit cards every month. But if you're trying to get ahead in life, and I'm glad you made the point of it actually what you're doing is mortgaging your future uh, and your future income to pay for your previous um, enjoyment. That is true. And, you know, the... The one thing about building wealth, and we talk about that in yes. the book, the one thing about building wealth, you can't trade your labor for enough money to become wealthy. I'm a firm believer in that. I know if you just uh, uh, say, say uh, you're someone and you're making uh, 15 to $25 an hour and you save 20% of your whole earnings, yeah, it's going to take you, uh, you know, 25, 30 years to ever just save a million dollars. Right, right, right. Uh, so it, it's it's not what you earn, but what you do with it. Yes. And, you know, right down your alley as a, as a financial advisor. Yes. 
if people could start from day one and force themselves to live, this is what I did personally. Yes. And force themselves to live on about 80% of their income. Okay. Now, yeah, that may, that means you don't get to do a lot of the things that your friends are doing. Right, right, right. Because you only live in But that's on, on the 80%. front end. That's on the yes. front end. Yes. Because if you take that 20% and start investing it, you get better and better with your investments. They return more. And next thing you know, you're down the road 10 or 15 years, and you're able to do twice what your friends that were doing so much more than you early on could do. Sure, sure, sure. And, uh, for example, you started in real estate. And right. you save. You did. You never spent any of the money that you accumulated in real estate. You saved it. Uh, you accumulated quite a bit of money, and then when you got to be fifty, I think you bought yourself a fabulous car. Well, I'll tell you what happened with that. I yes. was in the in the sign business, the billboard business. Yes. And I lived with my income from that business. But I started investing in little rental properties, a little rental house here, rental house there. It took me a whole year to buy my first one. I got you. Uh, yeah. I think the second year I bought two, and the third year I bought four. And as I gained more knowledge and, and more expertise, I just kept buying and kept adding on a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And by age 50, the income from those little small investments that I made over a 20 or so year period exceeded what I could make out of the out of the job I was working. <laughs> and so I said, you said you know, I really don't need I don't really don't need all the headaches of, of work and everything. Yeah, manage, managing people, <laughs> you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and, and so I uh, I call it functionally retired at right. age fifty, which was what I set out to do to start with. And you know, to me functional retirement means you wake up in the morning and you do whatever you want to do, not what someone else wants you to do to earn a living. I got you. And, you know, and I, that's I find great. that you work probably harder when you're doing that than yes. you did when you... Yeah, but you're doing it for yourself, you're doing it for your family because let's face it, most of us we go to work, we we do stuff, but we're really doing it for the comfort of our family, for our spouse, for our children, you know, maybe grandchildren, you are doing different things to make stuff happen, to make their life easier, and hopefully you get some enjoyment of it all. But really, a lot of people take great pride in, you know, how their family lives. And that's really what a lot of people start to see and what they start to, I guess, really enjoy. Yeah, well, it's interesting you mentioned that because, uh, as you said about the real estate, I yes. went 20 years before I ever took any money out of the real estate. I just kept reinvesting it back in, back in, back yeah. in. And then my uh, children, uh, I've got one son that uh, really took an interest, and in, I did everything I could to teach him the business, to teach yes. him how to do what I had had to learn the hard way over a 20-year period to <laughs> through, do. Through mistakes and, um, and... Through mistakes and all of that stuff. Uh, and he's a military guy. Yes. Uh, and he's just about to be promoted to lieutenant colonel. Oh, wow. Okay, but he's a real military guy. Real military guy. <laughs> but on the sideline, like my weekend millionaire uh, stories... On the side, he started investing in real estate and following the map that I had laid out for him. And today, he's still not 40. Okay. 
And he, he called me the other day, and he said, Dad, he said, interesting thing. He said, I'm about to be promoted to lieutenant colonel. He said, my real estate investments gave me more cash flow after all expenses in the month of January than the lieutenant colonel makes in a year. <laughs> he said, well, so I'm going to stay another two or three years for my insurance. <laughs> and get that pension uh, that goes along, which is pretty nice. Um, for those of you who've just joined us, uh, the program is Masking Your Money. I'm Ed Fulbright, CPA, PFS. We've been having a wonderful discussion about kids and money with Mike Sumi. He's the author of Financial Security Bible. You're listening to us on WNCU 90.7 FM. We'll be back with more tips for your independence plan after this break. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At four in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost six million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. This is 90.7 FM, WNCU. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. Talk to your doctor about creating a plan that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Mastering Your Money on WNCU 90.7 FM. I'm your host, Ed Fulbright, CPA, PFS. We've been discussing kids and money with Mike Summy, author of the Financial Security Bible. And when we were taking a break, it's obvious that Mike preaches or practices what he preaches. So he's trained his son um, to uh, invest in real estate. Well, he has two kids and... Uh, but one really took to this real estate. And, uh, Mike, you 
you know, you have one son that loves this stuff and you have another that's okay with it. Um, how, how do you deal with that? Well, I have one son that uh, he, is, uh, he is an RN yes. and loves helping people, loves working with sick people in the hospitals and all of that stuff. And the you know building wealth is not that important to him, but he has he has investment properties of his own. He's doing yeah. quite well. Yeah, and I'm sure he is doing well. It's just that he hasn't taken to the extent that your your son he has. hasn't done what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. right, right. Because you what you have over five hundred. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, it's it's quite an undertaking. Uh, Mike has a very nice life. I've seen his house and. He's for a guy that came out of the uh, coal fields of uh, South um, West Virginia. You know, he. I, I think he's exceeded his dreams. I, I don't know if that's accurate, but I hope so. No, I think I think that's pretty accurate because yeah. uh, fifty years ago, I would have never believed I would be living the lifestyle I'm living so, today. If somebody had told you that, but. Anyway, what we need to, uh, let's keep talking about teaching parents. Uh, probably it's easy just to use your life because you were 20 years old when you came out with the statement that you're going to be a millionaire at 30, retire by 50. Um, you know, you talked a little bit about that functional retirement. You said it just meant that you control what you do that day. You're not working for anybody. Can you well, talk more that, about that? That is true. And, and I think, Ed, the, the idea of having a goal like that yes. and, of, and of writing it down, you know, there, there are tons of books and audio programs and all written about goal setting and the importance of it and all. But I know, I know exactly the importance of it because – when I made that goal, I wrote it down, and I still have it in my wallet today. Okay. And what it does, you know, it it didn't have a, uh, you know, specific detail, step by step. Here's how you, how to do it plan, but what it did to say, you know, I will become a millionaire by age thirty, and retire by age fifty. What it did was it it kind of put. Um, I guess you could say put like a, a fence up along the route. Yep. You know, you drift off one way, and, and that goal out there, you see you're not going towards it. It's kind of like a bumper. It turns you back toward the goal. You go too far the other way. It turns you back toward the goal. As You wake up each day, and when you have something like that, a goal that, that is specific, yes. you can measure what you're doing day to day to day. Is it bringing me closer to it or taking me further away from it? And I'm assuming you told your wife about this goal. Oh yes, I, okay, uh, absolutely. And uh, you know, having having the goal. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, just for your benefit, I, yes, I made I made the first part of that goal by 28. Okay, very good. And 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 retired right on time. I say retired right on time at age 50, <laughs> and that's when I sold the advertising business, the sign business I was in, and functionally retired. I have not, I'm, I'm 76 years old today, and I have not earned a dime of earned income in over 25 years. Well, that's uh, very good. 
You, but I've stayed very busy. <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to say, you're not a, a guy that sits and twiddles his thumb, and you you are very active. Uh, so, you know, nobody – and I guess, you know, people say, well, I want to, you know, sit around. And, you know, if you sit around and do nothing, you're going to, one, put on weight, but two – you're you're not going to have a very exciting life, and you know, I'm willing to bet that you take fantastic trips. You do uh, great things, and you know, people. You know, it's all about you enjoying life, and that that's really what you're trying to do, or at least that's my impression of it. Oh, yeah, and I, I don't know whether I've ever mentioned it to you or not, but I'm a pilot myself. Okay, yeah, I've, uh, I think I I've, remember I've that. got a Beechcraft King Air that I fly myself. Yes, okay. Okay, and, so your kids grew up with um, you seeing you fly, and, um, well, they I'm sure they flew with you. They did. Both and, of them have their pilot's license now. Okay, very good. Uh, and so... I'm, I'm, my military son is a professional military pilot. Yes. Oh, yeah. He, he, well, you, you told me that he uh, does flies the Apache and uh, maybe some, some other. And, you know, those are fantastic oh, yeah. uh, um, pieces of equipment that uh, I have to thank him for his service. So please let him know that we thank him for his service. I will do that. And um, I think that's wonderful. And uh, but what other things have you taught your children, or what else did you help them with as far as money was concerned? Well, what I've tried to do um, throughout my life has been not just to share the fruits of my labor, but to right. share the journey that that brings the fruits, uh, and teach them, you know, teach them responsibility, uh, teach them the importance of not carrying around, you know, animosity and regrets and anger and stuff, but, you know, to focus on the positive side of life. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, That was was one of the reasons that I wrote the book, Financial Security Bible, and if I may uh, plug that for just one second here, uh, the... The book that you have is a, a special uh, gift edition. We right. had so many parents that ask uh, after the uh, trade paperback edition came out, ask if there was a way that they could get a nice hardback copy of that they could give to their graduates that are coming out of school or newlyweds to help them get started in life. And I went back to the publisher to see if I could get them to produce a really nice gift edition and they wouldn't do it. Uh, so I did it myself, and the only place that those real fancy, uh, you've got one of them, yes, they look like yes. a leather-bound Bible yes. with gold edges it's and all. It's a beautiful book. Which... A beautiful book, uh, but they're available. The only place they're available is on weekendmillionaire.com slash store. Okay. And you can go on to that and, and uh, order it from there. 
it's an older website. I don't spend a whole lot of time trying to market books and stuff because I've got <laughs> you I've got, got other, things, other things, to do. things to do. Yes, 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 yes. You said you got a farm. I know you got hundreds of rental properties. So, uh, but you're living a great life, and that's really what all the wealth building anybody can do is about building that wealth for the family and for for them. So uh, that's great. Uh, the book is excellent. And, uh, in fact, i got a couple of people I'm going to probably order some and uh, send, it, send it to them. So I just got to find out where they're going. So one of the ideas that parents – uh, should parents give children jobs so they can earn the money for all the things they want? Well, I don't. I don't know that the the job is not the important thing. The important no. thing is teaching the children whether they whether the parents give them a job and pay them money, or whether they're uh, working a job for someone else and, and earning money. The, the important thing that parents could do, and there's a section in the book about teaching children about money yes the important thing is for the parents to teach the children how to handle the money they earn okay anyone anyone can become a millionaire yes it's not it's not rocket science but the one thing that virtually no one can do is to become a millionaire just by trading their labor for money i got you okay so you have to to do something whether you save money, whether you invested in real estate, whether you invested in the stock market, whatever there, it is. There are many ways of investing, and what I find is that as people make a commitment to start saving and investing, in the beginning they've got very little to invest. And as right. you know, the investments that pay bigger returns, you don't see much of that with little small investments. Right. But those little small investments grow over time. And with the growth of the savings becomes knowledge. And you learn more and more about how to better invest. And I find that generally if a person starts setting aside savings and does it consistently, it takes about 10 years for it to really start that uphill climb. And then it escalates rapidly. Right, right, right. And once you can get it to start doubling um, and if you can get your money to double two or three times uh, during your lifetime or even more than that, that becomes um, great. So do you recommend that parents teach their children about entrepreneurships or just getting great jobs or developing systems to generate cash flow? Well, I think one of the things, and I mentioned earlier about our educational system. Yes. I think one of the things that our educational system has really, really failed our citizens over is teaching personal financial literacy and entrepreneurship. The whole education system, if you just look at what it it teaches, what it talks about, it talks about how to get a job and earn money and and get a job and work for someone else. Yes. There's very, very little in the public arena. Now, you get into some more uh, detailed courses on above the high school level, and you start getting into some entrepreneurship stuff. But people coming through high school hardly get anything about personal financial literacy. Now, I will give a plug for this, and I was somewhat involved with it, and that book was involved with it. The state legislature in North Carolina has recently passed a bill 
starting next year, all graduating seniors will have to pass a personal financial literacy course to graduate. Okay. That and sounds that like is, excellent. I assume that there will be a course educating them on what's financially literate. Right. That That's, that's something that has been missing for a long time. And I know I was involved with some of the legislators, legislators involved in passing that. And starting next year, uh, if a kid graduates high school, he's going to at least know a little bit of something about financial literacy. Okay. That sounds great. Mike, uh, I'm going to let that be your closing. I want to thank you for your time and information. And for more information on Mike Summy and the Financial Security Bible, you can visit his website, weekendmillionaire.com. For our listeners, our discussion today can be summarized into four thoughts. One, take responsibility for where you are at the moment because your best thoughts have gotten you to where you are. Two, you must be willing to change to get different results in your life. Three, create a great vision for yourself and become persistent in your pursuit of this vision. Don't let the first roadblock stop your vision. Fourth and finally, Create your own happiness. Life is too short to not live it being happy. Remember, your money and your life are terrible things to waste. I'd like to thank Willie Jolly for our theme music. Mastering Your Money is recorded in the studios of WNCU 90.7 FM. Listen to archive shows on WNCU.org. And for more information on Mastering Your Money, visit MasteringYourMoney.com. To turbocharge your drive on the Financial Freedom Highway, thank you for tuning in and join us next time.